That's right, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And why don't you shout one more time? I said, why don't you shout one more time? time I come behind this pulpit, I come with sincerity with me. I come, I come with a true heart for you. I know sometimes the words I speak and the way I speak, it may be tough, it may be hard, but I mean it out of a sincere heart. I mean it because I want you to grow. I want you to be the best you you can be. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so we're going to be turning to Genesis Chapter 26, verses 12 through 33. I don't say those words because I feel like I'm about to nail somebody in the head. I actually feel like we're going to be lifted up tonight. But I just always counted a privilege. I'm not coming here to just preach. I'm coming here to minister. I'm coming here to minister. I feel the Lord wants to minister tonight. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. I tried talking my younger brother Aaron to come and do a testimony type of service. Speak, testify, preach about what's happened over in Lebanon. But he, for some reason he didn't want to do it tonight. So y'all going to have to get on him. If y'all want to hear what happened in Lebanon, y'all going to have to get on him. Somebody say Amen. I'm going to fill in tonight and preach the word of the Lord. I do have a word. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 26, verses 12 through 33, it is a lengthy reading. It's probably the most lengthy reading I would say I've ever done, but we're going to read through it tonight in Jesus' name. Stick with me. The Bible says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year in a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. And he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. For all the wells, everybody say wells. 
for all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them up and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water. Everybody say wells. He digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. He called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac, because they strove with them. And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and digged another well. And for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee. And will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. Everybody say a well. We've seen four wells here. Then Abimelech went to him from Gerar and Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Pitchel, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me, seeing ye hate me? have sent me away from you and they said we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee and we said let there be now an oath betwixt us and even betwixt us and thee and let us make a covenant with thee that thou wilt do us do us no hurt as we have not touched thee and as we have done unto thee nothing but good and have sent thee away in peace thou art now blessed of the Lord and he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink, and they rose up beat times in the morning and swear one to another. And Isaac sent them away, and they departed from, from him in peace. And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged, and said unto him, We have found water. And he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. I feel the Holy Ghost already in this place. We're about to unfold this text. We're about to dig into this text. And I want to talk to you tonight. I want to talk to you tonight about stopped up wells. Can Can I talk to you tonight about stopped up wells? Why don't you lift your hands all over the room right now? Father, we can do nothing without you. We thank you for the mighty move of God we have felt in this place. Oh, mighty God, we thank you for the presence of the Lord that is in this house. And God, we're praying that tonight you would speak to us. 
and that you would change us and that you would challenge us and that you would unstop some stopped up wells, oh God. Ah, there's some people here tonight that's come with stopped up wells that used to flow and the enemy has stopped the wells up. But Lord, tonight I pray that you would break it open, bust it open tonight in the name of Jesus. Let the anointing flow. Let there be a prophetic flow of the Holy Ghost in this place. And I pray that you get right down on the level that your people are on and speak to them, oh God. Open up the water in the valley. Open up the water in the dry place. Open up the water right now and Jesus name let it flow in this place let anointing flow in this house right now in the name of Jesus Christ somebody give God a great praise one more time come on give him a a greater praise than that come on lift up the name of the Lord hallelujah 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 Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Isaac had gotten favor with Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. And he settled in the land of the Philistines during a time of famine. I would remind you that the Philistines would be, would often be the enemy of Israel. But Isaac is here settling in the land of of the Philistines during a time of famine. He soon sowed in the land and became prosperous, the Bible says. The Bible even says that he reaped a hundredfold and blessing from the Lord. It wasn't just a hundredfold blessing. He reaped a hundredfold and on top of the hundredfold, he reaped a blessing from the Lord. So in this time of famine, Isaac was receiving blessing. Isaac was receiving the hundredfold and Isaac was seeing favor even with those that weren't favorable to him. He was having favor with them. He grew so strong and so mighty and prosperous that the Philistines began to envy him in so much that the Philistines stopped up the wells of Abraham, his father, and they filled them with dirt. Envy, can I talk about that for a minute? Envy often causes people to want to dump dirt in your pure springs and flowing waters. Envy, because of the blessings of the Lord that is on your life, causes people to want to dump dirt down your well and stop up your well. The blessings of the Lord cause the enemy to become envious and attempt to stop up the flow of living water in your life. We have experienced the living water at times. We've drank from the wells at times. We've we've experienced the beautiful flowing springs of water that bring everlasting life. But when the enemy sees you being blessed, he always likes to dump dirt in your situation. And so... In their envious state, Abimelech then comes and tells Isaac to leave 
the land for he was fearful of him. The blessings of the Lord in your life causes fear in the enemy. The favor of the Lord in your life causes fear in the enemy. And now they're fearful of him. And they say, they tell Isaac to leave the land because they're fearful of him, seeing that he was much mightier than his own people. So Isaac leaves the land and sets up camp in the valley of Gerar. And so we see Isaac. We see Isaac coming from a place of success, a place of dominance, a place of blessing, a place of, of the hundredfold blessing. We see Isaac living in success and prospering in all his ways. We see Isaac having favor with all the people, even with the king of Abimelech. We see him having favor in the midst of the, the camp of the enemy. Isaac is having favor, but all the sudden he comes from being successful to becoming an outcast can I preach to anybody tonight you once were successful you once were living in the blessings of the Lord my God I'm already in it you once had prosperity. You once had mighty anointing. You once had power in your life. You once had favor in your life. And now the enemy has stepped up against you. And people have gotten envious of you. And people, people, people. I'm not just talking about the devil. People have caused chaos in your life. People have messed up some things in your life. Because they're envious of you and now you're an outcast and so Isaac is coming from the mountaintop literally to the valley of Gerar from successful to an outcast from the mountain to the valley from prosperous to envied hated and rejected he was rejected and neglected. Isaac was sent to the valley land. And so Isaac goes down into the valley land, the low of lows, the place of loneliness and lowliness. We find him in the valley and he sets up camp in the valley. But while he was in the valley, Isaac didn't stop working and Isaac didn't stop serving the Lord. While he was in the valley, he began to dig up his father's old wells that the enemy had stopped up because of envy. I don't know what it is, but something about a valley makes you dig for old blessings. Something about a valley causes you to dig up old wells. Something about a valley causes you to dig up old promises that were stopped up and forsaken and left at the curb. Something about the valley makes you want to dig again. And so we find him facing these stopped up wells. The enemy has stopped up every well that his father Abraham had digged. 
Every well that he had dug, it was stopped up by the enemy because of their envy towards him. But Isaac, in his lowliness and in his loneliness and in his outcast state, he began to dig again. And he began to dig up these stopped up wells. The Bible even says, I'll just throw this in there, that he named them the same name that his father Abraham had named him, which is quite interesting when you start seeing the, the layout of this in here, here in a minute when I, when I give you the definitions of it. It appears as if Abraham had to go through the same process to get the wells that Isaac had to go through. When they named something, they didn't name it just by coincidence or by accident or just, just to name it something. They named it on purpose because it meant something to them. So all of these stopped up wells, he begins to dig and name them again. I don't even know if he knew that his father Abraham had named him the same thing. It may have just been an insert in the Bible that tells us that. But he begins to name these wells the same thing. Are there some spiritual wells that our forefathers dug that the enemy has now stopped up? Are there some wells in your life that long time ago you had it dug up? I don't know if it was a preacher that dug it up for you or you dug it up yourself, but a long time ago you had flowing waters in, in beautiful, clean wells. You had all of the water you needed, but somewhere along the line, the enemy got jealous and stopped up the well. You once had an anointing, but now the enemy's dumping dirt on your anointing. Come on, who am I preaching to right now? You once had power, but now the enemy's dumping dirt on your power. You once had blessing, but now the enemy's dumping dirt on your blessing and stopping up the flow. Stopped up wells. Stopped up wells. Stopped up wells. We've got to dig those wells again. Isaac's, Isaac, the Bible says that Isaac, he dug again. Everybody say again. He dug again the wells of his father Abraham. It's time for us to bust open some wells again. It's time for us to get our shovels out and dig up some old wells that have been that have been clogged up and stopped up and the flow has been hindered. It's time for us to reach way back where we used to have that mighty flow. Where's my help at tonight? We had that flow. We had a connection with God. We could speak in tongues at any time. We could pray for somebody and they'd be healed at any time. We had blessings flowing in our life all the time. But somewhere along the line, the waters got stopped up. The wells got stopped up. I've come to preach to you tonight. You've got to bust up the wells. Bust open the wells. Dig again. Clap your hands unto God and give him a praise. It's time to bust open some wells. First thing we find in the digging of the wells 
is that water was found in the valley. Never have I seen a river flowing on the top of a mountain. Never have I seen a mighty lake on the top of a mountain. First thing we find digging the wells is that the water is found in the valley. I know the valley isn't fun. I know you'd rather be on the mountaintop. I know you'd rather be comfortable in the favor and the blessing and the hundredfold blessing that's been on your life. I know that you would rather hang out on the mountaintop. But if you hang out on the mountaintop for too long, you'll starve to death. You'll, you'll dehydrate and you'll die because you don't find water on the mountaintop. You find water in the valley. Could it be, could it be that God allowed the enemy to send Isaac out of the camp so that he could get where he needed to be and dig up some old wells that had been stopped up, some old wells that had been forgotten, some old wells that he neglected because he's living in blessing now. But God said, no, you need to go back to the valley because in the valley there's water. There's water in the valley. You've been dry. You've been thirsty. You need to get in the valley. You need to go into the valley. But see, sometimes in the valley, you don't see the water immediately. Isaac and them did not see the water immediately in the valley. Sometimes in the valley, you just have to dig a little deeper because there's water that flows down in the valley. I know you're already low, but I've come to tell you tonight, dig a little deeper. God will meet you in your low place. That's our running preaching right there. God will meet you in your low place. When you're low, when you're down to nothing, when you're an outcast, when the enemy sucked you out, when you have been rejected and neglected, busted and disgusted, get down in that valley and dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. And God will meet you in the valley with water to refresh you. Water flows in the valley. Can I speak to those that have been in the valley tonight? Can I speak to somebody that's been in the valley tonight? All you've got to do, all you've got to do, I'm telling you, all you've got to do is dig a little deeper. I know you're already low. I know you're already tired of being so low, but I've come to tell you, if you're living in the valley, dig a little deeper. God's met you there. God is waiting on you just to dig. God is waiting on you to take a step of faith and dig a little bit more. There's water in the valley. And so he, they dig up, they dig up that, that well in the valley. 
and it becomes a well of springing water. It becomes a well of springing water. It wasn't just a well you had to reach down into and get. Once they broke it open, it started overflowing. Once they broke it open, it just kept on coming. The blessings kept on coming. The water kept on coming. I'm telling you tonight, you've been in the valley and you're, you're the closest you've ever been to a breakthrough. You've been in a valley and you're the closest you've ever been to, the, to experiencing the overflow of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So they dig it up in the valley. But the enemy doesn't like it when you start busting open wells. He's already jealous, so he sent you out. He sent you to the valley. He'll follow you down to the valley. <laughs> and the enemy doesn't like it when you start to bust open that well that's in the valley. Lies happen because of envy. Lies happen because of what you have done. Though you're right, they will continue with you. We see that happening here at, at, this, at this well. And that is exactly why Isaac called it Isaac. He names this valley Isaac because the word Isaac means strife, contention, argument, and jealousy. Strife, contention, argument, and jealousy. And so in the water, I mean in the valley, he opens up the well of contention. In the valley, he opens up the well, and yes, the well was, was right. The well was of God. The well fed them. The well gave them the water that they needed for that season while they were in the valley. But the enemy soon found out about that well, and they began to strive against Isaac and his people, and they began to contend against him and argue against him and, and be jealous about it and say, no, that ain't your well. That's my will. That's my will. That's exactly what happens because the Bible says that the shepherds of Gerar begin to, to, to fight against the shepherds of Isaac and say, no, this is our will. This has been our will the whole time. But in reality, it was Isaac's will. And it was Isaac's will not just because he dug it up that day, but because his father Abraham had dug it up a long time ago. It truly Hallelujah. Brother Soundman, if you don't mind, I need a little bit less monitor. It sounds like it's really loud up here. Amen. And so in, in, in the valley, they come upon the well called Isaac. This is where the enemy begins to lie about you because of envy. Anybody ever opened up the blessings of the Lord? broken up a well in your life and you know you broke open a well and all of a sudden the enemy's coming against you and lying about you you got rumors going around you got all kinds of things going on in your life all of this is happening because the enemy's contending against you and saying that's not your well that's my well I, I dug that up you know it's right you know that you're right you know that you're right but the enemy keeps lying on you the enemy keeps coming against you and saying the, the, the lies that, that he wants to tell against you he, he, he comes up with all these things though you're right they will contend with you and so you enter season of contention that's the first well when you unstop the first well 
you always enter into a season of contention. But keep digging. Don't get discouraged. Don't, 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 don't give up. Because there's another well. There's another well. Somebody say there's another well. That other well is the well named Sitna. So they move out of the valley of Gerar, just outside the valley, the Bible says. And they open up this well again, Sitna. And they finally think, we got water. We can settle here. We can get what we want here. We can get all we need here. We found it. We busted open this well. And all of a sudden, strife and opposition and hatred begins to happen. Sitna is, is the word strife, opposition, and hatred. And so it starts with envy and ends up being lies and then it turns in to being hatred. And you just open up the blessings of the Lord. You just open up a brand new well. You just open up the blessings of God, the power of God. You know it's a river from the living water. You know it's a river from God. And, and now the enemy is hating on you. Your friends are hating on you. Your family is hating on you. First it was contention and argument. Now it's opposition and hatred. And the enemy striving against you. And the people that you trusted, they're striving against you. The people that you loved and they thought that you thought that they loved you, they're striving against you. It's the season of opposition. But don't give up when it's when it comes the season of opposition. And don't give up when it comes the season of argument and lying. Don't give up. I've told you tonight, I'll tell you again. Dig again. Dig again. Somebody say dig again. And so they move again. Why do they keep moving? I believe that it was not God's will for them to stay. God's will was for them to get the water they needed for a moment and move to the next place. Because God will always provide for you when you're in your valley. And God will always provide for you when you're in the midst of the battle. And God will always provide for you when you're in the desert land. God will always provide for you. He will always take care of you no matter where you're at. He's got water for you wherever you're at. But just because you bust open a well does not mean you need to stay there. I said just because you bust open a well doesn't mean you need to stay there. God's got something better for you. I said God's got something better for you. Dig in! Dig in! When the enemy comes against you, dig in! When opposition comes against you, dig in! When hatred comes against you, dig in! 
Turn to your neighbor and say, dig again, dig again, dig again. So they move. They keep moving. They're not going to settle in that place. And the problem is, when it comes to stopped up wells, too many times we stop up too. And we quit moving. If we can't get our way with this first well, we can't get our way with this second well, we just stop moving. But I've told you, dig again. Because God has something greater for you. And so they keep moving. And they come upon another well. They open up the well called Rehoboth. And Isaac opens up this well and he looks around. All right, who's gonna come now? Who's gonna come arguing against me now? Who's gonna come hating on me now? Who's gonna come and oppress me now? Who's gonna try to come and steal my well now? He looks around and he don't find anybody. He looks around and he can't see. He can't see the enemy anywhere in sight. They're nowhere in sight. They're nowhere to be found. He looks around and there's no enemy. And so he names this well the well season of Rehoboth. And I believe this church is about to see the season of Rehoboth. 
This church is about to see the season of fruitfulness. This church is about to see the season of, of open room. God is going to make room for Bethlehem Church. Does anybody believe it tonight? You fought long enough. The enemies opposed you long enough. They relied on you long enough. You're about to experience some room. God's going to shove the enemy out of your way. And you're going to have some room. And you're going to become fruitful in the land that has room for you. But I'm not done tonight yet. There's one more well. And so we can't settle when God gives us room. It doesn't even say that, that Isaac set up camp in this place. <laughs> we cannot settle when God gives us room. God gives us room for a season. God gives us, the Bible calls it a space of grace. God gives us room for a season. But we cannot settle and get, uh, get complacent and, 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 and nonchalant when God begins to give us blessing again and God begins to give us room and God lets the, the enemy be far from us. We cannot begin to settle. We have to keep pushing. Uh, we have to keep pushing. I believe God has set us through some things that we would get some resilience in us uh, and some determination in us. Uh, and some drive in us that we would keep pushing even when it gets easy even when we have room even when we see the blessings of the Lord that we're going to keep pushing because there's another well that's better than the well of Rehoboth I thought Rehoboth was good I thought it was great but there's a well that's better than the well of Rehoboth oh my God. this is the well called Beersheba in the Greek, in the Hebrew, beer is well, and Sheba or Shiva is oath and or seven. I don't know why, but it means exactly the same thing. Seven or oath. And so this well called Beersheba is often called the well of the sevenfold oath or just simply the well of the oath. In other words, it is the well of promise. It is the water of promises. And so let me, let me, let me just venture us back into the story of Isaac. Isaac leaves the, the, the land of Rehoboth and keeps moving forward even when there was no oppression. And on his journey to Beersheba, he arrives at Beersheba and falls asleep and God visits him at night in a dream and begins to reveal himself to him and says, I am the Lord God of your father Abraham and I will bless your seed and give you abundance. I will make you a father of many nations. He begins to reveal himself and reveal his promises to him. Hallelujah. And in that time, Isaac wakes up and he begins to call on the name of the Lord. He knew who his God was. At this point in time, at, at the well of Beersheba, you're going to see promises come to you and you're going to begin to know the Lord like you've never known him before. My God, at the well of Beersheba, Isaac began to know the Lord. And the Bible says that he built an altar unto the Lord. Uh, and as he continued to go, he, he met up with he met up with the with Abimelech and a couple others that came with him. And Abimelech had noticed a change in Isaac. 
And Abimelech is scared again of Isaac. And instead of leaving him alone, he comes to make sure he's not going to come back and attack him. He comes to make another oath with him. He comes to make a promise with him because he sees that Isaac has this now, he now has this authority and favor that was greater than what he had when he was in the land of the Philistines. He thought he had blessing. He thought he had favor. He thought he had authority in the land of the Philistines. But what all of that, that journey caused him to do is get more blessing and more favor and more authority and the promises of God and revelation of who God is and what God wanted to do with him. Isaac not only received a revelation of who God was, Isaac received a revelation of who he was. And so they make this oath. And they leave. But Isaac stays. And all of a sudden, and this was all before he knew that there was a well there. It was all before they found water. But all of a sudden, his servants come up after a day of digging. And they come running to Isaac and said, we found water. And again, the enemy had left. Again, the enemy, they came for a minute. They came for a season. The haters, those that opposed them before, those that came against them before, those that rejected them before, now saw favor on them and saw blessing on them and saw authority on them. And now they're, they're scared of them. But Isaac is digging this well, and it is a well of blessing, a well of abundance, a well of promise, a well of the oath, a well of seven. And seven is completion a well that it is finally complete I'm going to talk just a minute more and I'm about to close it was, un, it was an unclogging of the well of his father it was the well of the sevenfold oath we see in Genesis 21 22 through 23 I'm not, uh, or 33 I'm not going to read it all at all but it was the place where the enemy the Philistines had tried to violently take the well of Abraham that he had dug in Beersheba. So Abraham made an oath with Abimelech, the old Abimelech, with seven ewe lambs that, is, that, was, that, that, it, that it was this well that belonged to Abraham that was dug by Abraham himself. This was the place where Abraham called on the name of Jehovah, the everlasting God. This was the place where Abraham himself, we've been talking about Isaac, but Abraham even experienced the same thing that Isaac did. Abraham called on the name of Jehovah and realized that he was the everlasting God. This is the same place that Abraham had promises and the same place that Abraham got revelation of who God was and of who he was. And when Abraham obtained his possession through the oppression, he called on the name of the Lord Jehovah, the everlasting God. Revelation came when the well became his. And tonight, it's time for us to reclaim some wells that our fathers have dug up. It's time for us to reclaim some wells, some promises that God has spoken in our lives. It's time for us to reclaim what God has said over your life.
once you reach Beersheba, old promises begin to unfold. And I've come to preach to somebody tonight that you have been on the mountaintop and you thought, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now, you thought that was the promise of the Lord. But then all of a sudden you got rejected and kicked out. Now you're in the valley. You get a little bit of water in the valley. You gotta get you gotta get moving again because the enemy's attacking. Then you get out of the valley and you find a little bit of water in outside the valley, and the enemy starts opposing you again. And you're about to give up. But I've come to tell you, God's about to make room for you. And God may have been making room for you. God may have been giving you abundant blessing. But that also is not the promises of God fulfilled. God has another well for you. That if you will just dig again. If you will just dig again. God's got promises for you. God has promises for your family. God has promises for Bethlehem Church. If you'll just dig again. But if, if Isaac would not have dug again, he would have missed out on Beersheba. He would have missed out on his promise. He would have missed out on what God originally planned to give him. So when we dig up this well... In Beersheba, we are digging up the season of promises. I've come to preach a prophetic word tonight that you are going to go to a season of promises. I know you haven't seen the promises fulfilled yet. I know you haven't seen it happen yet. I know every time you thought it was about to happen, the enemy came against you. But the season of promises is coming. The seventh well is coming. The seventh man. <laughs> Sometimes that well, Beersheba, is called the seventh well. I know it was the fourth in our story, but for some reason, it's called the seventh well. And I would remind you of the, of the well that was sitting on a well in John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, we find a well sitting on a well. And a woman comes up to the well. And, and Jesus, who was the well, sitting on a well, says, you've had five husbands and the one you're living with right now is not even yours. She had six husbands, but now she's found the seventh man, and the seventh man was about to change her life. The seventh man. The seventh man was about to turn her world upside down. The seventh man was about to fulfill promises. I would remind you that Jesus is the well of living water springing up unto everlasting life. Ah. And Jesus is sitting at the well for you. I've got some props over here. I'm going to get it real quick. We're about to come to a close. Jesus is sitting at the well for you. 
Jesus is waiting at the well for you. Jesus is waiting for you to come to Jacob's well because he's going to be the well of living water unto you. He's going to be the well of Beersheba for you. He, the, the well of Beersheba was the, the well of promises. But when we find Jesus, we find the, the promise maker and the promise keeper. When we get to Jesus, we find the one who not only gives the promises, but he's the one that fulfills the promises. We're not just at the well at any old well of promises. We are at the well that, that is Jesus Christ himself who's going to fulfill everything that he's ever said over your life. He's going to fulfill every prophecy that's been prophesied over your life and over every, every, every prophecy that's been prophesied over Bethlehem Church. But I've come to tell you tonight, if you stop at Isaac and if you stop at Sitna or maybe you go a little bit further and you stop at Rehoboth, you'll never reach the seventh man or the seventh well. If you stop too short, you'll never reach it. So I've come to preach tonight. Dig again. Dig again. Dig again. You've had some stopped up wells, but it's time to dig again. The enemy has thrown dirt on your anointing. The enemy has thrown dirt on your promises. The enemy has thrown dirt on every well that you've ever had. Every blessing that you've ever had. And every time you dig, the enemy comes and opposes you. Every time you dig, the enemy comes and argues against you. No, that's mine. No, that's mine. That's not yours. That belongs to me. But every time you dig, the enemy comes and strives against you. Every time you dig, he stirs up people to hate on you and to lie on you and to gossip about you. Every time you dig. But I've come to tell you, dig again. Dig one more time. Because God wants to unstop some stopped up wells. Everybody stand in this place. Music come. I've preached to everybody in the room tonight. Some of you have stopped at Isaac. Some of you may have been living in the mountaintop right now, but you just arrived at the valley. But you didn't know that there's water in the valley. I've come to tell you, if you'll dig again, the wells that were once living but have been stopped up, there is water in the valley. You're at a low place, but if you'll dig again, God is going to give you water in the valley. God is going to meet you at the lowest of your lows. God is going to come and meet you if you will dig again. If you do not dig again, you will not obtain the water. If you do not dig again, you will miss out on the water that's in the valley. It's right under your feet. It's right there. God brought you so low that you could experience his water that you can experience his well but if you do not dig again you will never reach it and you'll die in the valley somebody that could have been that should have been that would have been but I'm telling you if you'll dig again the wells of your father there is a well that's in the ground all you have to do is dig a little deeper don't stop there though because I know the enemy's going to attack you and the enemy's going to come against you don't stop it either 
basic. Go to Sitna and dig again. But when you when you go to Sitna and you dig again and the enemy starts hating on you, don't stop there at Sitna. Don't die in hatred. Don't die in opposition. Don't die in strife. But dig again. And when you arrive at Rehoboth and God makes everything okay, God makes everything fruitful, God gives you room, God has more for you. God has more for you. So dig again. It's time tonight. It's time tonight that you unstop some stopped up wells. It's time tonight that you unclog the wells that the enemy has put dirt on in your life. So I've got two shovels tonight. And I felt in the prayer room to go and grab these shovels. I didn't know. If, if they would still be there where I thought they would be, but they're there. And God's ready to let somebody dig again. You thought it was over. You thought it was finished. You thought it would always be that way. You thought you'd always be in that state. You've tried and tried and tried. And every time you try and you open up water and it seems like it's going to be okay. Here comes the enemy again. Here comes depression again. Here comes that addiction again. Here comes that sin again. Here it comes. But I've come tonight to challenge you. I've come tonight to challenge somebody. I wish somebody would charge up to these shovels that's been having some stopped up wells. I wish somebody would charge up to this place that has some stopped up promises that you know God spoke over you. You know without a shadow of a doubt that God spoke over you. God is going to do it if you'll just dig again. Come on, Brother Benny. You're going to see the promises that God has spoken over you. You're digging again. You're going to see everything that God has spoken over you. No, no matter how impossible it seems, no matter how impossible the enemy has come against you with, you will see the promises again. Dig again. Come on, somebody else. I'm telling you, when you touch that shovel, something's going to happen to you. Something's going to break in you. We're about to bust open some wells tonight. Who's about to dig? Who's about to dig? Who's about to dig? Who's tired of it? Who's tired of your wells being stopped up? The enemy's thrown all kinds of dirt on your wells. Who's tired of it? I'm telling you, I felt an unction in the Holy Ghost that whoever touches these shovels, God is going to do something in them. Dig again! Dig again! Dig again! Don't stop. Don't stop at Sitna. Don't stop at Isaac. Don't stop at Rehoboth. There's Beersheba waiting on you. The well of promise is waiting on you. The seventh man is waiting on you. Come and dig. Come and dig. Come and dig again. Come and dig again. Come and dig again. Unclog those wells. Unstop those wells. You don't have to live in dryness. You don't have to live in despair. You can dig again. Lift 
your hands all over the room. We're about to call an altar call up in this place. Don't get discouraged when you bust open Isaac and the enemy breaks loose. Don't give up when you pry open Sitna and the enemy comes and attacks you. Don't settle down when Rehoboth comes and God gives you room because God's got a promise for you. God's got an, a, an oath for you. God's got a completeness for you. God's got a calling for you. Don't stop digging until the well of promise is busted open. I know that there are many people in this room that have had promises in their life and they have not seen it come to pass. I dare you to come up to this place and grab that shovel and dig again. backslidden kids that you've given up on but I've come to tell you dig again you've got backslidden spouses that you've about given up on but I've come to tell you dig again you have ministry promises that have not come to pass you, you started off on a high and you've gone down to a low. You had a ministry. You used to have a ministry, but it's gone. Every time you'd break open a well, the enemy would come against you and you'd be defeated. But I've come to preach tonight. There's still hope for you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how many times it's happened. I've come to tell you, dig again, dig again, dig again. I know you've got stuffed up wells, but dig again. The altar is open, come and dig. 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 Dig up those wells. Dig up those promises. Dig up it. Dig it up, dig it up, dig it up. Your wells don't have to be stuffed up any longer. Your wells don't have to be clogged up any longer. Your wells will bust open and it will be springing water unto everlasting life. give up. You've only come to church tonight because you thought maybe, 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 maybe I can get my breakthrough. Maybe I can get delivered. I'm telling you, it can happen right now. Dig again. You'd give it up all hope, but I'm coming to tell you. Dig again. Fear sheep is waiting on you. Fear sheep is waiting on you. Your promise is waiting on you. If it's been good in your life, dig again. Because there's more, there's more, there's more for you. God is not through with you yet. God is not done with you. Dig again, dig again, dig again, dig again. I felt the Holy Ghost quick in me that as you are digging, there's about to be some of rivers of living water flow through you and there's about to be intercession and travail flow through this place right now you're about to birth some things in the spirit you're about to break open some things in the spirit let it flow right now dig 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 again
just take a few minutes of your time. I've been battling this for the last few minutes. But I believe we don't need to rush out of this place tonight. I believe we need to spend as much time in his presence as we can get. Because some of you are still digging. And you're still trying to find your well. But on the other side, you're still trying to rush and get out of here. But if you take just a few more moments and continue to dig and pursue after what you want to do in the Holy Ghost and after what God wants you to do, there really will be some wells sprung up in this place. Because some of you are on the verge. You're two or three inches of just digging in the dirt a little more to really hitting the real water source that your life needs. But you're just trying to rush. You're trying to get through their motions. But the Holy Ghost is telling you to push on. Keep digging. Grab the shovel one more time. Hit the dirt one more time. Do whatever you have to do to get to the well. Because it's just a few more inches until you receive that blessing. Until that lost mom and daddy comes back to church. Until that lost brother or sister hits the church pew one more time. It's just those few moments that you stick the shovel in the ground. place. 